You want to testify, Miss Riley? Tell us something that you really enjoyed at camp, all right? And then you'll hold on to that and you'll pass it to Miss Raylan, okay? I'm just doing that so everybody can hear you. All right? Don't be shy of it. It's on. Camp was good. Read them. Thank you. Oh, he's fixing to, he's fixing to tear y'all hide up. <laughs> if y'all can turn those Bibles to Ephesians 6 1. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. How it, spoke, how it stuck out to me, it was it's telling us children to obey our parents. Amen. That's all I have to say. Take that mic and hand it to Skylar. All right, Miss Ray. For camp, because... Um, I got to be around my friends, and I got to get a closer walk with the Lord. And um, I really enjoyed the morning devotions. It um, really like got you to start your day better. Off in night chapel was really nice. Amen. Amen. All right, come on, Skylar. If y'all would turn your Bibles to Second Kings, chapter fifteen, verse twelve. Everyone there? It says, This was the word of the Lord, which he spoke unto Judas, saying, Thy sons shall sit on the throne of Israel into the fourth generation, and so it came to pass. And this is my life verse. It came to me. Right after I, I got saved, and it just, okay, now, Proverbs 22, verse 11. Mm -hmm. 
Proverbs 22.11. Once you dare say amen. He that love Percy's of heart for the grace of his lips, the king shall be his friend. That's all I have to say. Amen. Hand that mic to Brother Asher. Good job, Brother Skyler. Good job. Skyler was my echo. He just, whatever I said, he had to say it right after me. And so they didn't hear it the first time. They heard it when Brother Skyler said it. But I, I thank the Lord for it. Miss Ella? Thankful for uh, having good friends, and that's all I have to say. Amen. Amen. All right, Asher. Come preach to us, Asher. Those of y'all that went to camp, you know what I'm preaching. But turn your Bible to Ephesians six ten. This is my life verse, so it means a lot to me. Once you're there, say amen. amen. It says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So what I want to, like, my first point, I guess you could say, is you can be strong with God on your side. If you have God on your side, you can go through the giants in this world like David did. And secondly, you can be strong with the right friends. I learned that the right friends help you out at camp, and the wrong friends just eat you up. Like, they throw you into the world. So if you have the right friends, you can also be strong. And that's all I have to say. Amen. All right, Miss Heather, brag on the Lord. I'm thankful for this year at camp. I learned a lot this year. I learned to get out of my shyness this year. I'm glad to have godly friends, good counselors, and good godly parents. That's it. Amen. Amen. Come on, Jordan. If you would, turn your Bibles to John chapter 15, verse 17. It says, These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen, chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Let's look at verse number 18 again. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Um, in this world, we are going to have to expect rejection. And that's the thought I want to preach on tonight. Rejection. We're always going to have to uh, expect rejection in this world. Um, uh, whenever we shouldn't be heartbroken over rejection. Um, 
and don't come into this world looking for friends. It says in First John chapter two verse fifteen, "Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him." If you're having friends in this world, they're going to reject you. They'll always turn your back. They'll always leave you. Every time you come around, they'll always not want to hear what you have to say. And um, let's look at verse number 19. If you were of the world, the world would love you, his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Look at that first part. If you were of the world, the world would love you. Take an example for Hollywood. Every Hollywood actor is loved. Every Hollywood actor. Um, they get praised. They're just loved. And the only world, the award they will ever get is a Grammy Award because they rejected the blood of Jesus Christ. And um, I said, but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Um, we're not of this world. And if we're saved, we're of heaven. Just like it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, it says that we're strangers and pilgrims and that we don't belong here. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11, it also says the same thing. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad to say that I'm on the front porch waiting to go in. And, uh, and if you are trying to find friends, find them in here. Find them in church. Find friends like uh, Silas and Asher and... And Skylar and Billy and, and Luke and Timothy and Ty and those group of girls over there. And Miss, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't want to take too much time. And find friends in church. Find friends that every time you want to come to them, they want to talk about the Lord and they want to talk about things that Christians would normally want to talk about. And the um, main thing to remember is always respect ejection. Rejection, not ejection. Always respect expect rejection and uh, don't make friends with this world because the world will eat you up. Amen. Thank you for your time. That's all I got. Good job, Jordan. He called me yesterday and I don't know whose phone he called me off of. His mama's phone. I don't have your number in my phone, Miss Joni. And so I thought it was a telemarketer, so I ignored it. And they called right back. I said, I don't think that's a telemarketer. And I answered it. He said, Preacher, are we having popcorn preaching tomorrow? He said, we're going to have it tomorrow night. He goes, okay, good. He said, like, all right, so I'll see you tomorrow, preacher. <laughs> so, all right. But you, you could hear the nerves in his voice. But he did something that I've never done tonight. Preached the message with gum in his mouth. <laughs> and I'd have done that, I'd have choked on it. And uh, no. All right, Miss Courtney, you testify. I'm glad that the Lord saved me. It was on a Wednesday. I'm really not sure what the date. I was at school. I was trying to fit in. It was a chapel. I went down there to pray. Miss um, Brittany was down there, and she asked me if I wanted to get saved. And I said yes, and um, the Lord saved me that day. Amen. And I'm glad that um, I can be surrounded with a godly family and godly friends. And that's it. Amen. Amen. All right, little Dorsey, come on. Come on, Billy. Well, please turn to Romans 3.23. If you're there, say amen. 
and it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It means we don't, we come short. We don't already have it. We come short. And... And look at Romans six twenty-three. You there say amen. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you don't have the Lord in you, means salvation. You will die and go to a place called hell. Nobody wants to go there. That's all I have. Just told everybody enough to get saved tonight. Amen. Amen. Good job, Billy. Miss Izzy, you gonna testify? No. Miss Angela. I'll go first. Um, you guys know I'm gonna cry, so just don't look at me. <laughs> um, this camp meant a lot to us, obviously, because we've been gone. Um, Lord's done a lot in our life, and He showed me while we were there how far we've come over here. Um, I'm so thankful for y'all. Letting us tag along and um, letting my girls just be with their friends and learning more about the Lord and being in their Bible every day. Um, such a huge blessing from a parent, from a Christian mom. Um, thank you for Becky and Tate and everything that they've done for those kids. Um, just trying to convey to them how important it was, all those kids, to be in their Bibles and have a personal relationship with the Lord. Um, and the, the night services were amazing. I had to walk out of one of them. It was so good. Um, so, but we do miss y'all and it's hard to be away, but the Lord's got something for us. So, amen. Amen. All right. Luke, I won't call you by your nickname. <laughs> if you would, turn your Bibles to Joshua 24, verse 15. Going to be preaching on choose. I'll go ahead and start reading. And it says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that, on, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorite in whose land ye dwell. But, for as, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. And what I'm going to be preaching on tonight is choose and why every and why every person should choose to follow the Lord. Number one, because he's everlasting. We see he was everlasting on the other side of the flood. He made it through the flood. Made it through the flood. Egypt says down here in house of bondage, the Amorites. And number two, we see in verse 19 that he is a jealous God. And that jealous means that he cares for you. He cares where your soul is going. And then we see verse, or point three, because the Lord is faithful. I'll read the rest of this. So Joshua let the people depart, every man unto his inheritance. And it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old, and buried him in the border of the of his inheritance in Timnath Sarah, which is Mount Ephraim on the north side of Gaash 
or the north side of the hill of Gaash. And Israel served him all day, all the days, and Israel served the Lord all the days, and all the days of the elders that were overlived Joshua, and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. And the Lord, and the bones of Joseph, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, they buried him in Shechem, in a parkle partial of the ground which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamnor, Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of silver. But it came, and it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph, and Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died and buried him in the hill of that pertained to the sons to the Phoenix has his son, which has given him in Mount Ephraim. That's all God. Amen. Amen. It's always fun to preach a Bible name. You know you can't pronounce it because you know the closer and closer you get, you ain't fixing to say it right. But uh, grateful for it. All right, Miss Caitlin. Ain't nothing like nothing life changing happened at camp for Miss Caitlin this year. Go ahead, Miss Caitlin. Uh, um, that's weird. <laughs> but um, I'm thankful for the Lord for letting me start going to these camps. Amen. Um, the first year I got saved Amen. in 2016, but I'm really grateful for that, and especially not especially this year, but this year was really great because I got engaged. Amen. And that's very exciting. <laughs> But, yeah, that's all I got to say. Amen. Amen. All right, come on, Timothy. If you would, turn to Romans 1, chapter 1, verse 16. If you're there, say amen. amen. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, number one, we have a personal relationship with God, which means God shows us things in different ways. The way God showed this to me is, if you don't know this, I'm a pretty shy person. And uh, I'm always afraid of saying something stupid or sounding dumb. But there's one thing that I'm not ashamed of, of talking about sounding stupid, and that's the Word of God. And we have a common enemy. The devil will tell us things like they don't want to hear it. You'll just make a fool of yourself. But the thing about the devil is he is a liar. He tells you these things because... He knows the truth, that if more Christians were less afraid of what others thought, more souls would be saved. And number three, we have a powerful gospel. The word of God is a powerful thing. It is easy to talk about the word of God when we're in church, 
talking to our church friends in a Christian environment. But how many of us talk about it in our normal lives? For those of you, for those of you who go to work, how many of you talk about it to your coworkers? How many of you talk to it to your family? How many of you ta- tell it to the person at the at a store or something or a restaurant? We need to share the gospel. And that's that's all I have. Amen. Good job, Brother Timothy. Amen. All right, Miss Jillian. Um, I just want to thank God for the positivity and the encouragement he has surrounded me with this week and that there's a good side through everything. Amen. Amen. All right, Titus. I got two things I'm excited about. First thing, uh, the gospel, being saved for, what's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> being saved for four weeks, I think now. And the second thing is, I got a new Bible. Uh, there's two things I'm frustrated about this new Bible, though. One thing I was frustrated about, the first thing, and it is, it preaches on gluttony. (laughs) Second thing is, if I try to hold it in where I'm going, it's just going to close on me. So, bear with me, please. Colossians 4, verse 5. If you're there, say amen. I didn't hear all of you. There we go. I think that's all. It says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. When I was, when I preached, uh, I think Friday morning or night, Friday morning, I was preaching on uh, walk in wisdom toward them I, and redeeming the time. I, it was like God just closed my eyes at the part, them that are without or are that are without. And when a pastor warned us during service, I just quickly went to Colossians 4, verse 5, because I felt like, well, I need to look over it. I mean, I knew I was going to look over it when I got to the house, but, and when I looked over it, I saw that or without, and I was like, whoa, that was not in, wait, was that in there? First, I thought it was just my, this new Bible, and I thought, well, surely I must have got the wrong, I'm like, yeah, it says KJV. So I went to my old Bible. I went to my old Bible and looked at it, and it's like, well, it was in there. So then I went to uh, studying, and I got a whole different sermon out of it. And it just amazed me how God, you can look at over one thing, and it could mean, or you could read it one time, and it could mean something, but when you read it again, it means something else. That never happened to me until I did that uh, this morning. And it it was encouraging. But anyway, I want to preach on the idea of where it says right here, those who do not have is what it says right here, not in your Bible. I just saw that. It says wisdom, and my first point is, or 
Hold on. Let me back up. I'm going too far. I want to preach on uh, walking wisdom toward them that are without. And I want to preach on uh, this so that you know who are without and who need the gospel. My first point is wisdom to those who don't have. That's kind of easy because if you have wisdom, you can be encouraged by other people's preaching wisdom to you. You can uh, probably get something that you didn't see, but it really isn't going to change your life life or save you is what I mean if you already have God in you and if you already have the wisdom of God in you. So we need to go to those who don't have. And uh, uh, I wrote here, how do they get wisdom if they already have wisdom? I just went over that. So Uh, second point is wisdom to those to those who will hear. Uh, Romans ten fourteen. Please go there. I just hope I get there before you do. You beat me. And it says, "How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom?" And how shall they believe in? Him of whom they have not heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? If they can't hear it, they won't receive it. Therefore, there are lost people who will listen. Otherwise, this verse wouldn't be in the Bible. There are souls out there who are unsaved and don't know the gospel who need to be reached, and who need to be taught, hey, this is wrong, and this is right, and this is what Jesus says about it. You need to get saved. And then you need to do, then you need to get baptized, but that doesn't save you. And uh, so that was my second point. Uh, Third point is wisdom to those who are broken. If you go to John 4, I'm not saying you have to go there yet, so don't start flipping. You'll uh, read there about the woman at the well. It says that she got married five times and she was living with another boy or man, whatever you want to call him. And uh, you could tell that her life was broken. She tried six times or was trying the sixth time. And she, the seventh time, and... You were talking about uh, numbers the other day and how seventh is completion. Kind of stuck out to me that uh, the seventh man that came to her life completed her life. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. Uh, Anyway, Jesus completed her life. She got saved, but it doesn't say that she just got saved and then went home and was like, yes, I got saved. Now for me to play on my video games and keep it quiet. Now for me to go read a book and keep it quiet. Now for me to go watch uh, the new Holy Moly. Sorry, Dad. (laughs) And be quiet. No, she said, I got to go tell others. I got to go tell others. This Jesus who saved me, I I know uh, my friend uh, Joe... He did, he's been doing the same thing. He needs to hear about the gospel. My friend, uh, I'm making up names here. Mary, she needs to go and hear about the gospel. 
she w- she went out and was teaching. Now, I wouldn't say she was preaching, but she was doing like Miss Norma. When we were at camp, she was teaching, and you felt like she was preaching. <laughs> you were there, and you were like, you felt like, that. see, there it goes. You feel like you were like that. I mean, you were just like, uh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I know what I'll be doing when I get to the house. But, uh. You didn't know you were going to have a comedian, did you? (laughs) But it says that, uh, my note says, she was broken and she needed wisdom from Jesus. She needed a wise talk from Jesus. She needed a fatherly love to be given to her because she's already tried with six other men and they haven't shown her anything. They were all jerks. And they took from her. They took something that uh, she couldn't get back. As you were teaching on the eunuch, right? Eunuch, that's it. The eunuch. They took from him, and they didn't give it back. Why? Because he couldn't get it back. That's what the world will do. And that's what lost souls are having. The longer we sit on our butts in a pew, is the longer the world will just take more and more, more and more, and more. And uh, we need to go preach the gospel, and we need to share wisdom to those that are without. And uh, that's all. It was shorter than what I thought it would be. But I think Pastor's glad. Good job, Brother Ty. Oh, you got a microphone? Where you at, Miss Norma? Go ahead and testify, Brother Jacob. You just hand it, Miss Becky, when you're done. I'm going to stand. You pretty much see what we've been with for the past week. (laughs) At least that half over there. Um, I thank the Lord for each and every one of y'all little boys. Um, I've had a blast with them. Uh, Smelled some stuff I can't unsmell. because this year, last year, we got to sit with, um, I mean, we slept over on the boy's side, all of us, all together. Bad idea. <laughs> and uh, this year, me, Preacher, and Brother Kurt, we slept on the opposite side, and the boys had the other side to themselves. And, but we, you know, we could see them, but um, we couldn't, we didn't have to smell anything. And, <laughs> and uh, but, uh, but yes, yeah, it was fun. Um, uh, physically, you know, just being there and uh, being there with the boys and and um, just seeing the Lord work in their life and uh, being an encouragement to me. Um, and uh, just, like I said, you know, just watching these boys grow in the Lord, it blesses my heart. I wish I'd have been there at that point in time in my life. But, uh, but they, y'all boys, y'all keep that up. That that little nervous feeling you felt before you go up there, don't ever lose that. If you ever lose it, there's a problem. Uh, there ain't a day that goes by I get up there to lead music. I got a sick feeling on my stomach. I'm nervous. I want to keep that. I thank the Lord that I still have that. When I get up there to preach, it's it's there. Just remember that. And um, same to y'all girls. I know y'all was nervous wreck when you had to testify and talk. But let it stay there. 
And um, but I, I just I thank the Lord for letting Him um, help me in my life this week. Uh, that last message you preached, preacher, I took it home with me. Amen. I went to my house, and I, I, I'm not fully fully finished with my house, and I, I'm kind of glad because there's stuff I'm gonna cover cover over that house. I I wanted to plead the blood of Jesus over that whole entire little house. Amen. That stone you told me, I took it home. I set it right in the middle of that house. And I just prayed and asked God that I'm tired of living the way I am. I'm tired of living for myself and doing what my flesh wants. I'm tired of not telling people the gospel at work when I should. And I just I just begged God and begged God and for I know at least an hour just just begging God to help me. And I got in my Bible and I read and and I just I didn't care what was going on. And um and I appreciate that, preacher. Thank you for being an example to look up to, and and uh, you don't know how much you mean to me. And um, and I thank you, church, for praying. Y'all's prayers went through the through the roof into glory. And um, thank y'all so much. Go ahead, Miss Norma. Is it on? First of all, I want to thank all of you um, parents for trusting us with your children this week. Um, it was a pleasure to feed them physically, first of all, which was a lot of feeding. But another was a blessing to have a chance to feed in their spiritual life. Uh, I'm thankful for Pastor and the layout that he had for the children this week. It was inspiring to me. Again, I was telling others I've been involved in Bible study a long time, but it still renewed my desire to be more committed to the Word of God. And I'm thankful that um, the journal that they made for them actually gives them a layout of how to study the Bible and how to have a quiet time. And I said, some of their moms and dads probably don't even know that themselves. And uh, so I said, you know, if they'll take that uh, layout and continue to feed it into their lives and uh, allow it to con- to help them to get rooted in the Word of God and the way to study scriptures. I didn't know how to study scriptures for a long time. That's the most vital thing that you can learn is how to get into and stay into the Word of God and glean from it. And just like Ty was saying, one verse spoke to him one way one day and it spoke to him a different way the next day. Why? Because he went back to the Word of God. You know, if we don't go back to the Word of God, he can't teach us anything new. So be mindful of that. And I trust the Lord and... uh, and I've held these boys accountable. I've spoke to some of them since I've seen uh, some of the gifts that the Lord has given them. And God's going to hold them accountable for those gifts. Timothy and his ability to to memorize scriptures. Uh, and I know that God's going to hold him to the line for that. That's a wonderful gift. Everybody doesn't have that. And Brother Billy just blessed my heart. And Ty, I've saw so much growth in him in just one year. From last camp to this camp. You know, God, that's what God wants to do. He wants to move in our lives. And uh, and I praise the Lord that he gave me an opportunity to see that this week. And Lord willing, I'll be back there feeding them again next year. So I just want to thank you parents for trusting them with us this year. Hand it off to Miss Becky. Go ahead, Brother Kurt. I, I really wasn't planning on actually saying much of anything at all, honestly, but... <clears throat> The, I guess the one thing I could say is just, uh, I guess how much God really, I guess, blessed our church and everything, even, even like me and my personal life, just uh, is I know Tate kind of brought it up uh, 
at camp or whatever. It's like, I don't know, probably have y'all didn't see it, but was able to buy a trailer, uh, got a really good deal on everything else, just made that easy. But it was just, it was just nice to be able to see the Lord just work through it where everything just went like just easy. It was one of those, everything went too easy to, that, like, no issues, no one fought, nothing broke. I think, uh, had to make one or two runs to Walmart to go grab small things. Amen. And that and it rained. Yeah. Is when it was just nice to be able to go and do something, have fun. I know it was like talking to all the boys uh, Friday night. It's like I tell that every one of them had a blast. So it was just really nice to be able to just go do something that, and I mean, trust me, I took the week off of work and I spent more money going to camp than I could have even made in a week. <laughs> and <laughs> Which is a horrible truth, but. That and diesel, that, that hurt. Uh, just filled up on the way back to church tonight, and I about cried. But it was just – but every cent of it was worth it. I mean, every, every bit of it, it, just everything just worked out. It was nice. I had – honestly, it's, you, y'all, if you're wanting to go, y'all should come and hang out with me, Mr. Norman, Ms. Angela, in the kitchen because you'll see a whole different side of all three of us in the kitchen. It's hilarious. <laughs> we do nothing but pick on each other, but it's just – awesome to be able to get together and have a good time hanging out with good people for a good reason just for a solid week it's just it's just awesome it's just if if you have never went if you didn't get a chance to go for a family night or even come up on Wednesday just throughout the week come on up it's just fun it's I, I, I'm me personally I know uh, we had joked about it and talked about it but just going bigger and bigger because I, I really I really want to see the church be able to do something even better next year and so on and so on and keep building it and just, just make it something awesome and hopefully do uh, be a change, a difference, uh, just something in someone's life through it. So, but that's pretty much everything i got to say on it. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Miss Becky. I'll stand up because she'll probably act better. Um, I want to. I'm thankful um, that I got to go this year, and um, I had a little sidekick that made things a little bit more difficult. But um, she did really well, um, and I just want to thank. I didn't get to hang out with the boys as much as I did with the girls, so a lot of this is more directed towards the girls and the boys. Um, but I testified. What night was it? Was it Thursday night? Thursday night. Um, the girls. You know, we would gather on the one side, and <clears throat> we would all talk. And I'll say that was their idea. That was not me initiating that. That was them saying, um, they're like, you know, can can y'all come over here? We want to talk before bed. And, and they'd bring up different things they want to talk about and stuff. And so the one night um, we were just talking about what we had enjoyed about camp. And then uh, we went around the room and then they looked at me and they said, uh, well, what was your favorite thing about camp? And I said, well, I don't think it's really like one thing because, um, I mean, it was all good. I said, but I'm... What I really, really enjoyed about camp was just how good uh, a group of kids we have. Um, we really do. And um, just how easy they made it, uh, made our job. Um, there was no, um, here, grab her. There was, a, there was no, no fighting, no, um, she's gonna holler um there was no no fighting and arguing um I didn't hear no complaining um if they did they did it under their breath because I never heard it um they were just they were 
the best kids. We really have the best kids in this church, and I don't say that lightly. We really have a good group of um, kids in this church, and so I thank you, girls, um, for just making it so easy and so fun to go to camp and just excited to go back next year. Um, especially, you know, like I said, with having a little one, you know, and they all, you know, understood that she was my first priority. And they just, when we said, wake up, most of them were already awake. We didn't even have to wake them up. Um, we would go there in the morning, our alarm would go off on our side. I'd walk over there and half of them were already up in their closets with their flashlight, reading their Bible. Um, and you know, they, it wasn't like, oh, I have to get out of bed. Nothing. They made it so easy. Um, for everything. They were just like, they just wanted, you know, just wanted to have fun and do good. So thank you girls. Um, and the boys did good too. Um, but I, like I said, I wasn't around them, um, that much. Um, but one thing that I would, that's kind of been on my heart after camp would be that, uh, um, that family night. Um, and I know a lot of y'all came to family night and y'all probably seen that some of these some of these kids did not have family that that showed up to family night, um, and you know that bre- it breaks my heart because if you were at camp and you seen how the Lord worked in each and one in all these in these kids' lives, the Lord really did a work um, in in all of their lives. Um, I can look at all of them and I can like something comes to mind of you know how I how I watched the Lord work. And, you know, as adults and parents, you know, it's our job when they come home uh, to continue to encourage them and motivate them to continue in, in that, you know, they're, they're on fire for the Lord right now. And, you know, if it's not encouraged and, and if it's, if as parents, if we're not setting the example, then they'll, you know, it'll slowly die out. And then come next camp, it's like, okay, well, now we got to start back here and let, you know, and, and work back up and, and so, um, yes, a lot of these have good godly parents um, that, you know, that set a good godly example, but not all of them do. Or some of them do. They have maybe one. Um, you know, they live in a, in a single family home or, or something like that, whatever the dynamic is there. And so um, I guess my encouragement would be to parents, first off, to, um, to set that example at home. Encourage them to have that daily um, devotion and personal time with the Lord every day. Um, but if you're going to encourage them to do it, you've got to be doing it yourself. Um, and maybe you could even just ask them to come, come to you. I know there were several times we had Izzy and Briar on our side, and then Miss Norma and Miss Angela were over in the kitchen, and so we would have quiet time. And, uh, and so, you know, my mom took both of them a few times and she said, y'all come over to my bunk and she would read the scripture to them and she would ask them, you know, what does this verse mean? And so she was sitting there with them. So if you have little ones that can't read the Bible themselves and they can't write themselves and, and things like that, you can tell them, come with me and let's do our quiet time together. And you'll never know what impact you'll make in a child's life by doing that and just pointing them towards the Lord and to that daily devotion. Um, But then for those that don't have... And we all know, you know, you know what the family dynamics are. Um, as a church family, there's several in here, grandparents' age. Um, just take a child under your wing 
and just love on them every time they come to church. I mean, not just those in particular, but all of the kids love on them. Ask them, say, you know, have you been in your Bible this week? You know, has the Lord spoke to you this week? What's he doing in your life? And just encourage them to to keep on and, and just make church an enjoyable thing for them. And show them that love of the Lord in your heart and how you enjoy to have that per- personal relationship with the Lord. Because if they don't see it in us, you know, then, then what's the use, you know, right? And so uh, that's kind of what's been on my heart. But I, I really did. I enjoyed camp. I want to thank all of our helpers, Amen. all of y'all. Um, they, uh, they worked hard. And, um, and so I just thank y'all for it. And, you know, took off time. A lot of people took off time from work. We had some travel a, a good bit. And, um, yeah, and it was a lot of work. But it was so worth it. And I'm sure if you asked all of us, everyone would say it would it's worth it. I'd go back tomorrow. You know, I would do it. And so um I love y'all. All of y'all. Keep serving the Lord. And that's all I got. Amen. He came to me the one night, and uh, I shared it at camp Friday night. He said, Dad, I want to do something special for little I- for Izzy. They're friends. And he said, I think Izzy's missing her daddy. And he said, I know what that's like. He said, I remember when you went to Albania, and I missed you. And he said, I want to do something special. I said, well, you can pray for her, bud. And I was talking to him about it today. He said, I, I took care of that already, Dad. I took care of that. And uh, I thank the Lord for it. He said, you're always gone, Dad. I said, I left one time. And he said, well, you talked about going back again. And so I've already missed you. But I've, I enjoyed my week. I enjoyed being around the young, young people all together and just watching what God was doing. And uh, I was in a tent meeting not too long ago, Brother Josh Williams. And uh, we were praying the one night, and he asked the Lord to give me everything he ever had, and then some. And... Uh, I think Thursday night was one of those answers. I always thought you had to go out somewhere to get a service like that, Brother Jacob. Had to go to somebody else's church. Somebody else had to preach. Uh, you just had to be there. You go to the tent. And I understand we weren't here, but I think it's, it's, it's working its way here. And, uh, boy, we, it's one of those services where I can't explain it to you. But <laughs> Who was it that told me we didn't follow the PDA rule Thursday night? It was my daughter that told me that. She said, Dad, we was in there hugging everybody. <laughs> hugging, crying, and just rejoicing in it. But to see that growth, uh, and I, I guess what I love about it is they aren't polished with it. They haven't learned exactly how to say it, every, everything right. It's just raw. And uh, Brother Titus testified that night. He said, Preacher, or he told everybody, he said, Before I got saved, he said, A night like this would have scared me. He said, I wouldn't have known what to do, anything like that. It would have scared me. He said, but now that I'm saved, he said, oh, it's a lot. And it's, over, it's somewhat overwhelming. He said, but I like it. I like it. <laughs> he said, I know it's right. And uh, I absolutely enjoyed it, hearing the young men preach. And just a lot of potential here. A lot of potential. And I'm willing to invest everything and anything I've got to help them reach what God wants them to do. So I love you boys, even when you stink. I love you girls. Y'all don't stink. If if you did, you did a really good job of covering it up. 
but I absolutely enjoyed the week. And uh, by far, uh, by far, whose favorite service was Thursday night? That's what I, let me put my hand, I preached two nights and that was still my favorite service. You can put your hand down. Brother Brian Cannon called me yesterday and so uh, October 25th, we're going to load up the church bus with all you camp kids who can make it. He's asked me to come preach that night. We're going to go up there to his camp where you're going to be a blessing to him again, all right? Hopefully by then we might be able to learn some songs and go up there and sing for him or something like that or just go up there and just be an encouragement to him. I texted him and just told him thank you for coming. And he said, he said y'all, are, y'all are a tremendous blessing to him. He said he just enjoyed listening to y'all testify and sing and worship the Lord and said it helped him out greatly. So we're going to go up there October 25th and be a blessing to him. And not just the kid, anybody who wants to go, we can take up there. And I know that's, what, three months in advance. Just give you a heads up that we're going to go there. But I did ask him to come back next year. So uh, and it's not that the other men didn't, didn't do as good job. We'll probably have them back too. I enjoyed every night. Amazed how the Lord worked all that out. Started Monday night, you got to have the truth. Brother Jeffrey came in Tuesday night and said, Who, what, what seek ye? What are you living for? What are you looking after? What are you, what are you going after? And Brother Michael Kicklider preached on, what did Michael Kicklider preach on? Raylan? What about your friends? You're going to have those that are going to walk with you and serve the Lord with you. Then Brother Brian came in and he preached on how far will you go till you let sin take over your life. So I thank the Lord for the week and uh, excited for next week, or next week, who no. <laughs> I mean like, yes, but no. <laughs> I got to go find, I got to go find some knees at Kmart. I ain't going to find them at Kmart no more. I ain't even open no more. But uh, no, I enjoyed the week. And if I'm going to be tired, I'm going to be wore out, I'd rather do it serving the Lord than serving myself. And so I've enjoyed the week and look forward to next year. And we'll get all those dates too. It'll be the same, that same last week in June. And we're looking forward to it as well. But let's pray tonight. We'll be dismissed for a time of fellowship and popsicles. Tremendous preaching, tremendous testifying. And I thank the Lord for it. And thank you once again, all those that came and helped and volunteered. Uh, I don't do it by myself. But let's pray tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Uh, God, for the fruit, God, of this week that always, we're already seeing tonight, Lord. And just thank you, Lord, for the men, the young men and young boys that, Lord, uh, through nerves, Lord, and just through anxiety, Lord, of having to stand in front of somebody, just had to tell somebody what the Bible says. And Lord, I thank you for that. And Lord, maybe they have that desire to preach. Maybe, Lord, you've put that in them, but they, they're scared because they never had to do it before. And God, you showed them tonight that, Lord, if they just trust you, you can use them. And Lord, for the girls, God, that, Lord, get scared to testify, Lord, because they're doing it in front of people. And they're afraid of what people are going to think. Lord, thank you, Lord, for using them tonight. God, help them to realize, Lord, it's, they're not doing it to impress people. We're not doing it so we can be heard. No, we're doing it because we love you. We want to tell others what you did for us. I thank you, Lord, for the help that we had this week. God, the sacrifices that were made. God, these kids may never know. God, I'm thankful, Lord, they were made willfully and cheerfully. God, they might help a young person in their walk with Christ. Well, we ask you, Lord, as we get ready to go tonight, that you keep us safe, watch over us. Ask you, Lord, that you watch over Miss Angela, Miss Caitlin, Miss Izzy, and Miss Ella as they travel back to Michigan. Lord, thank you for letting them come down. And God, thank you, Lord, for filling their tank. And God, thank you, Lord, for what, what you have allowed them to be a part of, God, and them just coming down to serve. And we ask you, Lord, tonight that you just bless our church. 
And Lord, let those things that were done this week, God, not quickly fade. Or let these young people be an example unto all believers. God, in the things that you're doing in their heart. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If I can get some...